0: I'm Daniel, and you're listening to Time in the Word on Faith FM. Today I'm here with Katie, and uh, we're going to be studying John chapter 1, verse 19 to 51. How are you going today, Katie?
1: I'm well, thanks.
0: That's really wonderful. I'm excited to be studying God's Word with you today. Me too. Would you like to open with prayer for us?
1: Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your Word. Please reveal us What you would have us to learn from these passages in your name amen
0: amen thank you well let's get straight into the passage today how would you like to read uh, for us verse 19 uh, to 22.
1: sure the version i'm reading from is the new international version starting at verse 19. now this was john's testimony when the jewish leaders in jerusalem sent priests and levites to ask him who he was he did not fail to confess but confessed freely I am not the Messiah. They asked him. Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, "I am not." Are you the prophet? He answered, "No." Finally, they said, "Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself?"
0: Thanks, Katie. It's really interesting that uh, it's really interesting that in our last study, Grace and I studied John chapter one, uh, verse one down to verse eighteen and uh, there were these great grand themes. In the beginning was the Word and the creation and everyone that believes and all of these big cosmic themes. But uh, when we get down to verse 19, it seems to change gear a little bit and it starts talking about this guy named John. I find that really interesting. Is there anything there that you thought that was interesting?
1: So, in these texts, it talks really about um, how the Jewish leaders were trying to find out who this John person was. And so they're just asking him some questions.
0: Yeah, and I guess this um, is really important in the second half of chapter 1 because it's going to be actually not just about who John is, it's really going to be about who Jesus is, and this is really the point. And so we'll read on, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation today, John chapter 1, I'm going to read from verse 23 all the way down to verse 28. And it says, John replied in the words of Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare a straight pathway for the Lord's coming. Then those who were sent by the Pharisees asked him, If you aren't the Messiah or Elijah the prophet, what right have you got to baptize? John told them, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you do not know, who will soon begin his ministry. I am not even worthy to be his slave. This incident took place at Bethany, a village east of the Jordan River, where John was baptizing. And I find it so interesting there in verse 23 that John actually quotes from Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3, And there's a whole chapter there that we don't have time to read through that talks about God preparing His people, or God sending a messenger, I should say, to prepare His people for His mighty coming. And it really is about God's coming. And this is a little bit of an indication of who Jesus is, because all of the Old Testament, you know, pointed forward to something very, very special happening. And in a special sense, John the Baptist becomes the culmination of all of the Old Testament prophets that were looking forward to the coming of the Lord.
1: I find it really interesting, Daniel, in um, verse 26, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. And I find it really fascinating when John is is talking about Jesus as having been among them, but his ministry has not yet begun. And so it's not this big fanfare of a, an arrival of of somebody new or different, but really the beginning of a ministry of someone that people have already been spending time with.
0: Yeah, and that that is interesting, especially considering that the prophecy that John quotes in Isaiah 40, uh, it really is the the herald that's predicted there in, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, is in fact uh, making a big fuss. It, it points us back to in the old days when a king was coming into a town and there was a big parade and, and a trumpeter ran ahead of them preparing the way. So, Jesus is going to be a very different sort of king to what they were expecting. Would you be able to keep reading from us from verse 29 down to verse 34, please?
1: Sure. For, starting at verse 29... and i myself did not know him but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me the man whom you see the spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the holy spirit i have seen and i testify that this is god's chosen one
0: yeah and that's that's so awesome because later on in the book of john this idea of who jesus is and who bears testimony about him who can in a sense back up as a witness to his claims at being the messiah becomes really really important. The the religious leaders are going to come and question Jesus just the same way as they've questioned John. And so it's important for us as readers to, to see right here at the beginning, there is a, a testimony about who Jesus is. It comes, first of all, from God himself. Second of all, from the Holy Spirit descending on Jesus. And third of all, from John, who was the the fulfillment, in a sense, he is the anti-typical fulfillment of all of the Old Testament prophets. So he points to Jesus and says, all at the Old Testament was pointing forward to this is the guy. So uh who can you in a sense what higher witness can there be about who Jesus is than God the Father, God the Holy Spirit and the whole Old Testament Bible. You know that's really is uh, that's the best kind of witness that you can possibly get.
1: Exactly so, because in this section it's hard to um in verse 33 how he talks about the spirit coming down and remaining on him. I find that really fascinating that affirmation from heaven because who are we to trust another man's testimony? Sometimes we question that, but right here is um, John's talking about a physical manifestation, a dove descending, like a dove descending upon him, and that was affirmation of who he was actually talking about.
0: Thank you. I'm just going to read from uh, verse 35, and I'm going to push through all the way to the end of the chapter in verse 51, and we'll see what we can notice in this story. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and then declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. Then John's two disciples turned and followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place and they stayed there the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who had heard what John said and then followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother and tell him, Simon, we have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, You are Simon, the son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come be my disciple. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went off to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed "Nathaniel, can anything good come from there? Just come and see for yourself, Philip said. As they approached, Jesus said, Here comes an honest man, a true son of Israel. How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked. And Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Nathanael replied, Teacher, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe all this just because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, The truth is you will see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down upon the Son of Man. Very interesting passage, isn't it? Yeah. Is there anything that you see jumping out at you?
1: I really like the part where... They all seem to want to go and share the news with other people, so they find out who this Jesus is, and Jesus is asking them, "Follow me, follow me." And it's not just enough that they follow him; they want to go share it with their brothers or their friends, and they also want to um, invite them to find out who this Jesus is themselves.
0: Yeah, and it's like that, isn't it? You know, when uh, when we really get a sense of who Jesus is, we really desire to go and share him with others, and I, I love that as well. I also love the fact that verse 28 says that all this happened in the Jordan River. Actually, I was in, um, Jordan just a a few weeks ago and I visited this site where Jesus was baptized and where all of this took place. And you know, it's just a little way away from the site where Elisha told Naaman to go and dip in the, in the water seven times. And so all of these stories, you know, this idea of, um, someone true in Israel that's being, um, that's being washed and so forth, but, uh, Here we also see something about Jesus that tells us a little bit about who he is. You notice that he can see people's hearts, he can see somebody before he even meets them, he can know about them. And uh, in the story here of Nathaniel, he says, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. And uh, so we, we find out something about Jesus that he has access to knowledge that normal human beings don't have access to. And that's a little bit of a clue about who he is as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I also like at the beginning in um, verse 29 how John is pointing to Jesus. I find it really fascinating as as humans, we want people to look to us and we want the glory, whereas he is is clearly saying, it's not about me, I've been preparing you to meet this person, not me. And I find that really fascinating because it kind of goes against our human character for us to want to have the glory, for us to want to have people adore us and follow us. But instead, in this, in these verses, John's saying, no, it's not about me. Here's Jesus. Here's the one I've been talking about. You need to be following him.
0: That's so true. And, and there, as well as down in verse 36, John actually calls him the Lamb of God. And, you know, that takes us all the way back to the sanctuary service in the Old Testament. Or well, even further than that, you know, it, it takes us back to the story of Abraham and all the way back to Genesis as well, where where these uh, Old Testament people would bring to God a lamb and they would confess their sins onto that lamb and that lamb would die so that they could live. And so John is really saying something about Jesus' mission as well by calling him the Lamb of God. But I just want to uh, just go down to the end of this chapter and Jesus says to Nathaniel, you will see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down upon the Son of Man. It's so important for us to realize that all the way back in the story of Jacob and Esau, you remember Jacob deceived his brother and he had to run away. And as he was running away from his brother, he put his head down on the ground to sleep. And the Bible says that he used a stone as his pillow. And he began to dream and he saw heaven open and he saw a ladder on which there was angels ascending and descending. The Bible says that he called that place Bethel because he said, this is nothing more or less than the house of God. This is the doorway to heaven. And so when Jesus said you're going to see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, it's going to open for us an idea that we're going to see throughout the book of John, and that is that Jesus is the gateway, He's the door between heaven and earth.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. That's probably something that I never thought of before. But yes, very interesting.
0: Well, unfortunately, though, we're out of time. It's been such a pleasure to study the Bible with you today, Katie.
1: Thank you, Daniel, and you too. I
0: hope you'll join us again next time as we get into John chapter 2 and continue our study throughout the book of John. You've been listening to Daniel and Katie and this has been Time in the Word today on Faith FM. Thank you for listening.